It's a very naughty screen name you have, Lumpus. It's. I'm scraping the barrel. <laughs> I think we could even say this one. I was just thinking of a play off a listener name. So, <laughs> so there. It's yeah. The I I I don't have luxury of doing this because I I actually use this stupid program for legitimate work purposes. So gotta yeah, be, gotta be Dan Wade. Gotta keep that corporate logo out there. Yeah, I got to be careful, you know, because I have done a Zoom meeting or two for other things. So I got to remember to go back in and and change it. <laughs> so, yeah. Welcome to Not Spiral, rough draft number 301. Yes, the nation's leading recap podcast of the podcast Thought Spiral. I'm Wampus Reynolds. And I'm Dan Wade. And you are our loyal listener. Yes, thank you, sir. Or ma'am. Or is there a, a good non-binary of sir or ma'am? You know, I used to think that there were no good pronoun jokes until I came up with one. What my, is that? My pronouns are Rufus slash Xavier slash I don't get it. That is the uh, pronoun song from Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, I okay. forgot that one. Yeah. Well, it was... I, it doesn't need to go any farther than this limited audience, probably. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know if there is a... My, my son okay. told me a pronoun joke. Oh? And it was... Oh, shoot. I forgot the premise. It's... Uh, I'm going to make up a premise, because I remember the punchline. Um... What does a non-binary, non-binary, do to uh, to prices at a sale? Prices at sale. They slashed them. Okay, I oh can't remember. The, there was a better <laughs> setup, <laughs> but but it was it was pretty good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, let's talk a little Thought Spiral, episode 301. This was one of the truest uh, Thought Spirals that we've had in a, quite a while. This it was, was really Josh at his most raw. Josh is physically ailing. You, yeah. He was talking about going in for electrolysis uh, to deal with this pain. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bummer that his back surgeries haven't really uh, um, worked that well. Yeah. I feel I feel for the guy, and <laughs> and it seems like this would be a week where this uh, this podcast, which has brought us joy and a spinoff podcast called Not Spiral, um, felt like an <laughs> obligation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. At this, at the same time, there was. There was plenty of, of, of new material for, for them to cover. Yes. Um, it, it, right off the bat, they mentioned the Bing Crosby Road movies, and I wanted to know if you'd seen any of those. I have not seen one. I have not. Um, I am of the generation who knows Bob Hope from his NBC specials. 
and they were rotten. They were so they were bad. Really, really bad. Was, was it some sort of lifelong contract that he had with NBC? Because I could not understand why they kept airing year after year after year. I bet it was a dependable ratings. I bet, you know, people around would t- tune in. And, you know, he had gimmicks like he would bring the college All-Americans. So, uh, football. So, I mean, uh-huh. we would watch every year to see, you know, the one or two Sooners. <laughs> He'll okay. get up there and have the most generic joke, you know. <laughs> Here's tight end Forrest Valora. He's so big, you know. How big is he? You know, da 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 da. Stare at camera. <laughs> you know? I, I I do remember one year uh, they did a uh, Cheers sketch, and the day before it aired, uh, the actor who played Coach died. Oh God! And one of the lines of this was this young lady comes into the bar and says, "I dig old people." And Bob Hope, as coach, said, oh, yeah, how old? She said, real old, dead preferably. Oh, no. And How have I never heard about this? And uh, they obviously couldn't air that. So you have the choppiest overdub of her saying, <laughs> real old, I dig wrinkles. Oh, they saved it in post. He did save it in post. But he did go on the Today Show to admit that that they had a dead coach that couldn't fly. Oh. But no, no road movies. Yeah, I I just remember seeing a clip when I was a kid, like when they were showing like funniest moments for movies. And it was Bob Hope saying, well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. And then they, you know, have a bad edit. And then there's a chimpanzee there. And I thought when I was like uh, nine, I was nine or 10. I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It made me mad. I, mean, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I don't respect being Crosby as a person, but I do respect him as an entertainer. And I don't see how he would sully his name with something that bad. Have you ever heard the uh, Bean Crosby outtakes? No. <laughs> they're they're pretty good. I'll find them and send them to you. But you know, he'll be crooning in his way, and then he's like, I can't remember the next son of a bitch in lyric. You like that? He God. had a definite style, and uh yeah. Props to being the artist. Yes. Uh, uh, work, work on your personal life. Andy talked about he he made the cameo for his brother. He did, and uh, I, I he didn't have to do it, but I'm glad it's over. Yeah, and he seemed uh, very upbeat. You know, it was the manic after the depressive itness. Josh assessed it, um, but I wanted to talk to you. He mentioned that maybe one in five people tipped. Yeah, I was surprised to hear that. I don't even see tipping as an option. The first time I did it, God, and I've done it twice now. No, I've done it three times. Three times. And the first time I saw the option to tip, and I did. But the second two times, I think it was on my phone, and somehow I skipped over it. So I felt bad. But, you know, I buy them coffees, so not too bad. But 
yeah, Cameo doesn't make that tip easy. It doesn't pop up as easy as it should. No. Um, which is a shame because you know, Andy is the best value on Cameo. You know, I by I, far. I, I watch a lot of uh, crap on Bravo, and all of the the, the uh, characters involved with that. It's three hundred minimum to get a cameo from someone from below deck. Yeah, and they're not gonna go. They're not gonna go hard for five minutes. <laughs> no, they're not. And Andy goes hard. Um, I got my brother-in-law a cameo from, I won't name him, a, a former OU football player. Uh, it, it was J.C. Watts, wasn't it? No, but it came to it came late, so it was free. Nice. Which was nice. And, and he did it anyway, so it was very generous. But uh, my brother-in-law goes by Trippy because he's the third. Okay. And... and uh, and this football player called him Tippy. So, <laughs> so I'm kind of glad I didn't have to pay for it. You, you've seen Smokey Robinson's Hanukkah cameo, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. stuff. Uh, they talked a little bit about who wants to be a millionaire and specifically the phone a friend. Yes. Uh, and I am obligated to tell this story. Okay. Like week two of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I mean, when it was a phenomenon, everybody was watching. A friend of mine was got called live. Oh my gosh! As the phone a friend, and was spectacularly wrong with his answer. <laughs> On top of that, Regis gave my friend's hometown and first and last name. Oh no. So every morning zoo was calling him the next day. Oh God. Oh, that's, <laughs> that is brutal. Um, I have one story about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I met uh, David X. Cohen, the uh, creator of Futurama. Oh, uh -huh. and this his wife and I were friends when I lived in LA, but after I had my day on Jeopardy, we celebrated at uh, the beautiful bar, the Smog Cutter, and uh, Pat and his wife brought him, and I was talking to him, and he said that he was working on The Simpsons once when some celebrity had um, Sam Simon as the phone a friend, and that they were all gathered around their computers ready to you know google furiously <laughs> and if and he got the call and uh the first thing was like in the godfather so sam simon just you know raised his hand like you know i got yeah. this don't yeah. don't even bother looking up yeah uh, uh, we haven't really talked much about jeopardy how long did you have to keep quiet about how you did uh i think it was about two and a half months three months okay that's not terrible but i i didn't keep quiet <laughs> uh, you know social media back then you know i think it was myspace maybe and i didn't talk about it on myspace so might have been yeah i don't remember but uh so it didn't spread on social media but yeah i you know 
I told my work and so they rented a TV for the week, you know, a big TV and mm-hmm. made sure the reporter was out there. So, um, yeah, I didn't keep tight lipped. Fair enough. Um, talk some more about Bob Saget and, uh, Josh basically being able to work from home. Yeah. Doing one day a week. (laughs) And, uh, I don't, maybe they paid him better than I thought, but he was able to walk away from that. Um, so yeah, that, that would have been hard for me to do, uh, quite a gig. Yeah, and that was followed with Andy doing an impression of Dave Coulier. Yes. <laughs> Which sounded like uh, when Johnny Carson would do the May the Bird of Paradise. <laughs> that was kind of the voice he gave, Dave Coulier. I, I, I do remember when Dancing with the Stars was big, Dave Coulier uh, threw his hat in, skating with celebrities. And he was a D-lister among F-listers on that show. (laughs) Now, somehow that turned into a Jonathan Taylor Thomas discussion. Jonathan Tilson Thomas. Tilson, yes. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah, there was a home improvement talk. And yeah, they were kind of doing an assessment of the stand-up comedian to TV show pipeline. Yes. There used to be. And they mentioned... Uh, Richard Jenny show Platypus Man. I had never heard of that. And I had never heard of it. I might seek it out and just see what it is. I'm sure it's very okay. It, um, it's, it sounds awfully close to Duck Man. Yeah, but we'll see. But John said it was based on a Richard Jenny bit. Okay. So my question is, what stand-up bit do you think would make a good series? Um, I think that, oh, I, I don't know how well it would translate to, to television, but, um, you know, I think that Andy Daly's characters are very well developed and, um, it could turn into, uh, you know, he has Dalton Wilcox, the poet laureate of the West. I think, I think a series of Dalton Wilcox would, would be strong. I, yes, that's one of my favorite things i i immediately laugh when i hear dalton wilcox i i stumbled upon uh, an older album of his by older i mean 2005 okay uh, you know so pre-comedy death Row, when he's kind of ironing out these characters and uh uh he, he's he's just uh, he's got great charisma he's got great timing uh i'm a i'm a big fan of Daly. That that sounds good. Now, was his stand-up good or was it, it, it in it, service it, of the characters? It it was, and and he has some straight stand-up. Um, okay. Because well, I, 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 just... I I I don't think that when he took it over to Edinburgh, it traveled. Okay. Um, I I, I just can't see that working at the French, uh, but yeah, I, there's some bits there that could could turn into shows uh it kind of i would think of it have you ever seen vanessa bear do stand up no i haven't i've it really heard her is on the a, best show and she is charm um i i think she's hilarious she's one of my favorite modern 
people, you know, who are doing things. I love her show on Showtime. But her stand-up is, I knew a, a girl, you know, at camp, and she was like this. And then, you know, doing a voice or doing a character. Mm-hmm. Her, her stand-up is just made to facilitate, you know, these characters. So it's right. not... It's not true stand-up, I don't think, but but mm. her 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 chops are she's still hilarious. Um, I, I will check her out. They talked about Daily Show <laughs> and in hindsight, and then Andy was like, "Yeah, when I was on the Daily Show, Which I don't shock me. Yeah, I do not remember this. No, and I guess he would talk about movies. Um, yeah, I need to." I need to see some of these, but it seemed yeah. like, uh, yeah, it just wasn't a fit. And, and, uh, well, it was just such for a couple of years there, it was just top to bottom, uh, such a strong past. Yeah. Um, so I can see, I can see people making the cut and not being ashamed of it. Yeah. And that he was in LA and yeah. not New York was a big deal for it. And, uh, it seemed like the correspondence had to be very versatile, you know, and that's what Colbert and Carell were on that show. And they, they could do different things. Right. And, you know, he had, he, he was doing very similar things for Letterman, which yeah. is probably a better fit yeah. for him. Uh, I laughed and scratched my head at the same time when Andy kept insisting on comparing The Daily Show to Larry Sanders. Yeah, I, I didn't get that. Yeah, he, um, he, he, I guess well, John Stewart is kind of the connection there. I guess so. Because, you know, he was in episodes of Larry Sanders, but yeah. Now, I have not seen John Stewart's interview our, uh The Pride of Oklahoma, uh, Nathan Dom. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's a good... I enjoyed it as a takedown, but he does, you know, John Stewart comes off, you know, a bit self-righteous there, but he needs to be because it's, it's about the death of children. So I guess, but <laughs> yeah, he, he does take down that idiot. So I enjoyed it. I'll, I'll say that. But uh, when they were talking about John Stewart, they were talking about his, napoleonic complex do you call it that uh i suppose so is there another way to pronounce it i just say napoleon complex no napoleonic sounds okay well i have learned something today uh it is two weeks in a row that they've made made a napoleon claire joke yes um and andy almost andy almost realized this one Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> almost. Now, there's a vocal tick that Andy has, and I'm noticing more and more, especially because it's something he points out in his stand-up. That, and I noticed him say four or five times this week, the thing. Oh, yeah. When, when he doesn't know how to end a sentence. And it was the thing. Um, I wanted to, I'm curious if I went back to older episodes, if it's something that's always been there that I haven't noticed or if that's something that he's relying on more and more. I I think it would be there because that does sound right. Yeah. But it's, it's one I, I, I 
since you pointed it out, of course, it's, it's, you know, it's like people who drive Volkswagens, you see Volkswagens. Um, I'm going to hear it. But, you know, the way he said it, it just seems like such a part of a rhythm, you know, that I don't notice the words as much. Yeah. Okay. Since you've brought up Volkswagen, uh, my wife and I constantly say the word Farfrika to this day. Yes. And I think that people even just a couple years younger than us would blink if we said that. Yeah, I don't know when those commercials stopped. I want to say like 89. I, I know that there was a, a guy in my high school whose car had a Grateful Dead Farfreak Mugen sticker on it. <laughs> so that narrows it down to a very small window. Um, they did mention uh, the Proclaimers, specifically the song I'm going to be 500 Miles. Yes. Um, I don't think that those guys realize, and maybe you don't either, how enormous that album was in the evangelical community. No, I did not know that. Uh, I, Protestants in France gobbled that up. Everyone in like the campus ministries at OU gobbled that up because uh, it is they do have some overtly Christian stuff, and they're just such nice lads. It okay. was it it had a life beyond the uh, beyond the the mainstream. So I was I was particularly nostalgic when they started singing Clamor songs. I used to do an impression of the Proclaimers in my. It's very similar to Josh's Australian accent. As long as you change every vowel, you can sing a Proclaimer song pretty good. Mine was the Proclaimers in in ancient Rome. Okay. It was, I would walk D miles. Okay. <laughs> That's all, and I'm not going to sing the rest. But that was it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it it That's scares so me. Stupid. <laughs> it scares me that the things I have said into a microphone. And then I would do Jay-Z in Ancient Rome, which was, I got X-E-I-X problems, but a bitch ain't I. And uh, and then, you know, the applause would just drown out the rest of my set. Right, right. Are you familiar with Haywood Banks's song, 18 Wheels on a Big Rig? No. Uh, verse 3, he, he counts from 1 to 18 in Roman numerals. Just strong. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's a tough one. Um, I realized we need to add a, uh, a one more jewel to Andy's crown of impressions. Andy does a pretty good Jim Neighbors singing impression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to the point where I'm going to start lobbing softball questions about, I heard that Jim Neighbors was a sh in a schmooky dookie this week. I wonder what that sounds like. Oh, so uh, we're going to be asking questions on April 1st, right? Uh, no, the first is a Saturday. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Never mind. Uh, and, and to all of our listeners, thank you for those of you who participated in our April Fool's Day list of questions uh, three or four years ago now. Also. Yeah. And Josh was time for absolutely another. irritated with us. Yes. <laughs> 
That was a good one-time thing. Yes. Uh, then there was a humongous rambling of uh, of rock and roll movies or music movies. Yeah, they were like trying to find. Uh, oh, they were talking about Wolfman Jack. And they were asking for cool DJs in. Yeah, um, and Josh brought up the uh, the DJ and and do the right thing, which was good. Uh, the 1979 movie The Warriors had the DJ uh, who was played by oh the late actress who uh, was in Where's Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego I can't remember oh, her uh, name uh, Lynn Thigpen yes Lynn Thigpen and she was awesome um, I'm sure there's some good DJs out after Wolfman Jack um, but thought, Andy Andy I... said he didn't. He wasn't playing Wolfman Jack, but that's not true. He was no. playing Wolfman Jack. Uh, I have I've never seen it, but I'll I'll take your word for it. Um, I would also nominate Stephen Wright, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, it, yes, solid DJ performance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, strong. Um, so they mentioned the commitments, which I enjoyed, but I don't remember one thing about it. I saw it in France in French uh, with the with the music still in English. So I, I was able to piece together parts, but I never saw it. Now I saw the others in that series, the Snapper and what was it, the Van, and did not dig them at all. Uh, I want to go back to the Snapper because that director, Stephen Frears, um he has directed some pretty amazing movies in his career. You know, he he's done some wild things. Hmm. <coughs> I'd like... Oh, really? Yeah. I, I'd like to go back, uh, because I enjoyed Dairy Girls so much, I might go back and, and watch that whole commitment snapper art again. Uh, but, you know... Uh, yeah. It might happen, it might not. Um, Josh shares a kind of pivotal moment with with me and uh, to some degree with you that he was of draft age when Desert Storm hit. Uh, Boy, I remember having a serious conversation with my girlfriend at the time mm -hmm. about, she's like, well, what if this escalates? And I said, well, maybe they'll institute the draft. And what about you? Well, I would be drafted. I would look That's into CO, but <laughs> it was so serious. And then, you know, 48 hours later, bada bing, bada bing. I, I, I remember it was my final question at my Eagle Scout interview was whether I supported the operation or not. Oh, it's like. Oh, just get me out of here. And, you know, I, I grew up in an army town, so that's kind of to be expected. But Wow. Yeah, what can you do? Um, this did lead to a discussion of selective service and selective service not being a draft. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, and if you don't, I'd be happy to play it for you here on the air. Some of the... Uh, commercials for selective service in the 1980s i don't remember these drop you, them in you're in for a treat here we go we're going to oops not that 
We're going to share screen with sound. We've been down Guys, if you're about to turn 18, you've got to register with Selective Service. It's simple. Just go down to the post office, fill out a card, and turn it in. That's all there is to it. There's no draft now. You're just adding your name to Selective Service's list in case there's a national emergency. So if you're 18 now, Register with Selective Service. It's quick, it's easy, and it's the law. Takes no time. Just sign on the Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So that was Mayor Willie Brown of San Francisco. Oh, was it? I didn't, I didn't who, who that was. was the approving uh, well-dressed man who <laughs> who uh, saluted these uh, four young men who start breakdancing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, which, you know, they, they, they were wearing the, the jackets from Beat It. Uh, yeah. But now, with I, the register in yes. a funky font on that. Wow. No, I think I, that's an iron. Now I know why I registered. So, yes, I, I have to go to the post office two to three times a week. And every single goddamn time I go to the post office, I hear that song in my head. <laughs> now, the other one about that time was Scott Bayer saying, hey, guys, it's not the draft. <laughs> Oof. So listen to Scott Bayo. Yeah. Um, when, uh, fun fact: When my son tried to register at eighteen, post office said, "Yeah, we've already got." It. Oh, insanity! So I don't know what list they got it from. Oh my gosh, that's scary. Um, so Andy, when they started talking about the full Monty, his description was so disjointed <laughs> and maddening. But Josh knew what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a logical through line from the commitments to the full Monty. They they have a very similar look. Yeah, they do. Similar color tones and stuff. Uh, they do mention a movie called The Idol Maker, which they both like that I've never seen. I don't remember them talking about that. That was in the middle of this big jag, and, and Josh likes that thing you do. Yes, solid, solid movie. I remember that, when it. I remember when it came out. Gene Shalit called it an inconsequential date movie. <laughs> uh, I do know that uh, Bob Pollard of Guided by Voices was approached to uh, write a song, right, or write the song for for it. Oh, oh wow! But, uh, uh, he turned it down, and Adam Schles the late, late great Adam Schlesinger, wrote it, right. I don't know who uh, died of COVID. So, hmm. um, ah, speaking of songs, uh, Josh's "Hoo Hoo" song was a big hit. That is one I I would like on Spotify. I yeah. would like that to pop up on shuffle. That yes. is one of the uh, the best interludes of all time. Could Good not work. agree more. And it, it was very popular on Discord. Uh, 
speaking of, and I mentioned this on the Discord, I was listening to Graceland this week, and uh, the song Homeless came on, and I was just kind of half listening. It's like, I know this song. And, you know, Homeless is what Josh turned into homework, homework. Uh, and oh. I, had not, I had not made that connection. That is Which a, makes me wonder how many of Josh's stings are parodies, and I just don't know. Yeah, yeah, that did not hit me. That that was what homeless or homework was. So I'm Good going catch. to if if I remember, I'll get on on the gram, on the gram, on the gram this week and ask him that. Yeah. Mm, questions this week were uh, wow. <laughs> uh, someone. Uh, that I have blocked on Twitter uh, turned in a question this week, which was super inappropriate. <laughs> and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, every, every day when I look at comments on something or questions, it makes me realize how much I've learned like social cues and etiquette just from engaging in discourse you know online mm -hmm. and that how much i now know not what to do <laughs> and uh, i but that question i wouldn't have done but um it, it just it's like is this your first day online or do yeah. you not yeah mm -hmm. it's uh it's uh it's kind of bizarre you know, I've been thinking, you know, we've talked about how there's a, a toxic part of stand-up uh, that's kind of prevalent nationwide right now. Um, but I was thinking about a, a, a conversation I had with uh, a, 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 a member of the boomer generation uh, about the song Rednecks, which you know, has yeah. some very, very problematic lyrics. And he dismissed that as saying some naughty words. And I'm wondering if that's, you know, whether in stand-up or in, in questions, whether people don't realize the difference between cussing and just inappropriate dialogue. It's a good question. Um, you know... In third grade, a uh, a kid in another class called my friend uh, the N word, and um, I might get emotional talking about it. But the way his face crushed, the way it affected him, it's not just words. It's no. a, you know, and uh, you know, I knew from I knew even before then, but I knew especially then that. Uh, to that that is a, hor a horrific thing and it should it should be avoided in any which way and mm -hmm. um i guess some people just haven't had a direct experience and you know it is the classic you know i've i've seen you know screenshots of people talking about covid and how the vaccine is fake until they're in the hospital and then they say oh you know i want the vaccine you know mm -hmm. it they just think uh, nothing is real if it's not directly happening to them. So I you know guess the, it's a lack of empathy or something. Do you know the uh, Ben Folds song, All You Can Eat? 
I don't. Uh, it, it, it's one of his later movies. It, it, it's very clever. And, and the, the chorus, just talking about society in general, is they give no fuck just as long as there's enough for them. Yeah. That's it. That nails it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, I, I have written on my notes one liner. Do you have any idea what that is talking about? Uh, no, no, I'm, I had stopped taking notes by then and I've listened, but one liner. Oh, there was a question someone asked, what, what's a, your favorite one-liner? And, and I bet you were wanting to ask me that. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, Dan, uh, as the boys, I'm, uh, it's, gonna, it's an impossible one to just come up with right on the spot. Um, the old, uh, the, maybe off the first weekend update off Saturday Night Live, the old Alan Zweibel joke, uh, the post office is uh, issuing a stamp commemor- commemorating prostitution in the United States. It's a 10 cent stamp, but if you look at it, it's quarter. Okay. <laughs> I love that one. Okay. What's your favorite one liner? Uh, probably off that first Mitch Hedberg record. Uh, I haven't slept for eight days because that would be too long. <laughs> God. That guy. Mm. I once, uh, I once saw him on an air airplane. We had the same flight. Wow. So, uh, I'm kind of an expert, I guess. There you go. Uh, one more thing I had to mention. This is once again pulling off of old commercials, and this is one I can't find. Andy went on about cans versus bottles, uh, which reminded me of when, I guess, Alcoa hired Fred Willard in the 90s to promote drinking from cans because there was more fizz. <laughs> and so it was Fred Willard just in these very illogical places. Like as someone is scaling a cliff, Fred Willard pops out and says, hey, you should drink from cans. And uh, I cannot, they are, it is un-YouTubable. Yeah, there, there's some things that I wish had would pop up and i look every so often uh, that would and be one yes the 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 white whale for me uh my audience on my other podcast knows this is the uh the insurance commercial that 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 used randy newman's my country uh, and turned it into a patriotic jingle uh, i would i would give i would give money at this point to find yeah, that that's unreal you know I wish I could find the uh, kind of the 30 minute show with Paul Mead, tall Paul. Oh yeah. That would, uh, that would make me happy. Now I wonder, cause they still got that office on class. And if you can drop in and, you know, ask to go in the vault. Uh, my guess is they are sick of anyone <laughs> talking about that commercial, but maybe. I, I imagine so. Um, so uh, we don't have any questions, but a couple messages for our listeners. Please buy Andy and Josh coffee. I'm a couple months behind myself, but if you're li- if you've listened to this far, you owe these two men some money. Truth. Um, also, please see Dan Wade next weekend, or no? Yes, Saturday, April eighth. 
Saturday, April 8th. Yes, that is Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath uh, doing the songs of Randy Newman with some surprise guests. Yes. Um, and, uh, lots and of uh, lots of laughs. And lots of laughs. I will be there and uh, not performing or anything, except I think after Dan heard my proclaimers joke, he might uh, <laughs> might send me a text here in a second. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll see you next time on the uh, the greatest Thought Spiral Recap podcast ever. Yep. Keep on chugling, everybody. Keep on chugling. Oh, stop this